Greetings and salutations, everyone. Welcome to the Diner at the Edge of the Universe. I am Colin, and with me is my brother, Spencer. Hello, guys. So, uh, anything interesting happened this week, Spence? Not really. Just had a long day of work. I mean, I'm glad energy drinks exist. So, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I remember in college, um, there will be plenty of nights where I'd have to... Or actually, I didn't really drink about night all that much because it didn't go good with me trying to get some sleep in. Yeah. But during the day after I stayed up late studying, yeah. Yeah, I could drink some energy drinks. I'm not really a huge fan of the really sugary ones like Red Bull and the regular monsters, but I found the stuff with like less sugar. The Monster Ultras, the Rains, the Bangs. Yeah. I like those a lot more because they're not as sugary and uh i just don't really like all that sugar i'm fine with like the taurine and all the other chemicals you put in those <laughs> but with all the sugar yeah i can't deal with that much sugar i think i found my favorite after a long set of searching it's probably and i know red bull's not cheap but none the of the energy yeah not cheap to begin with yeah baby Red Bull, uh, what is it? The uh, Red Edition Watermelon? Yeah. That's probably my favorite. I remember first taking a sip of that and then throwing it out. And then I must have had a bad one or something because the next one I had was good. Yeah, sometimes it's like that. I've had, I've had food and drinks like that where the first time I tried it was like really bad and I couldn't understand why anyone would like them. And then I tried them again a short time after that and it was a whole lot better. So yeah, sometimes it's just a bad version. You get on the first try and it kind of ruins it for you for a while. I mean, don't hate me. I rain's not my favorite. I don't I mean, say I, I don't hate it, but like, it's just, if I have to go and pick one, I'm going to pick a red bull over a rain. I mean, to each his own. I mean, I'm not mad that people don't like the things I like. I really don't expect people to. I mean, I like rain. I mean, I had one today, but it's just also it has a lot more caffeine than a lot of other <laughs> energy drinks. But yeah, yeah, I find I usually have to eat something with it, too, because if I drink it on an empty stomach, I get really jittery. Well, I mean, for me, like, I mean, I sit mine throughout the day. And it doesn't mean I can't get jittery, but like on a day you're working, yeah. you don't really think about it. You're just constantly moving. So it's not like I need to eat something. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, my, uh, my favorite monster would probably be the, it's not an ultra, surprisingly. It's, it's a, um, the Pacific Punch, it's whatever yeah. the juice one is. I've had one of those. They're they're pretty good. Not my favorite, but I mean, if I want a smooth, like if you want a smooth monster, that's that's the way to go right there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So what happened to you this week? I mean, anything? Uh, same old, yeah, same old, same old. <laughs> Figuring yeah. out that IT stuff. I mean, yeah, I'm starting to get the hang of it now. It's been, I think, four months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. four months about. So I'm getting the hang of it. I mean, that's good. Getting it to a schedule and everything. I kind of like our morning routine. <laughs> yeah, Thank I mean, you, you get up like just 20 minutes after me, so we're timed up just about perfect, huh? Yeah, you're usually leaving right about when I'm getting out of bed. Yeah, yeah. Not to say I've probably been awake for 10 minutes, but... Yeah. I mean, that's a part of it now. Yeah. So, I've got a question for you. What is it? If you had to guess, when was the last confirmed longbow kill 
during wartime. During when? Wartime. During a war. By a soldier, basically. And what you're saying last year, like what, what year? Yeah, when was it? My guess would have to be if I'm randomly guessing. I mean, you could make an educated guess, sure. <laughs> well, I mean, I could make an educated guess or I could make an absurd guess. Do whichever one. I want to say 2017 as an absurd guess. No, that's wrong. I'm far off, aren't I? Uh, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, not too far off. I mean, the I mean last... is it pre Y2K? Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. So 1978. No. I'm far off. Tell me what it is. It's 1940. 1940. Oh, wow. Well, it was way off. Yeah. It was a guy called Jack Churchill. He was in the British Army when they were in France during 1940, whenever the Germans were pushing into France. Yeah. And he was known for going into battle wearing a kilt a longbow, his broadsword, and occasionally he would even bring his bagpipes. <laughs> so he was just a mad lad. Absolute Chad, you know? Yeah, the British Chad. What would that what would a British Chad be called? Chadwick? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chadwick. Or no a regular John or Johnny? Maybe. No, it'd be Lord John Chadwick. <laughs> Lord John Chadwick. <laughs> oh. I feel like that would be his name. Lord John Chadwick. Okay, so to the listeners out there, not every episode is going to be an hour long. We just were trying to find our feet, you know. Yeah, we have no clue going into these how long they're actually going to be. So it's kind of just a toss up and how long each one's going to be. But our goal is to shoot for 45 minutes. And I don't even remember when we started recording. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, what was it? Um... Probably about five minutes ago. Yeah. We'll, we'll say five minutes ago. Be conservative with the estimate. And then we'll go from there, I guess. Okay. So I have a would you rather. All right. Shoot. Would you rather binge watch back-to-back episodes of the Back to Future series? So watch watch all three in a row? Yeah, all three in a row. Okay. You're watching all three of them for $100,000. For $100,000. Okay. So I just have to sit there and watch three movies back-to-back and I get $100,000. But you got to watch it all alone. No friends. Just just yourself. Alone. I, I fail to see how this is even a challenge. Well, hold up. Okay. Or watch all the Lord of the Ring movies. Okay. With your friends. All right. But you have to split the $100,000. Okay. Huh. So, question. Would my friends know about this choice? So would they know that I chose $100,000 for myself? Or, or is that not something they know and I can just choose without them knowing? They'd probably have to know. So they would know. So it's a public choice. So I could either say, I'm going to take the $100,000 for myself or I'm going to split it with you guys. Basically, that's what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, for Lord of the Rings, yeah. Extended edition, correct? Yes. The only edition I would rather watch. I agree. Hmm. How many friends? I mean, I'd say probably four max. So I could just choose one other friend and get to fifty thousand. You're saying? No, like you have. Oh, sorry, I phrased that very wrong. Uh, I'd have to have at minimum. least four <laughs> minimum. I'd have to have at least four friends. Okay. Hmm. Let's see. Because then you would each get twenty five k. Oh. Oh yeah, it's not bad. But I'm trying to think. I feel like most of my friends might be cool with me just going with a hundred thousand. I don't know. It's a good question. Thing is, like, it's kind of like, would you rather get if I if it were me, I'd pick the Back to the Future 
it'd be right. hard for me to do it. But I mean, it's not that difficult. Each of those movies is two and a half hours about. Yeah. So I think I could do so, it. Yeah, that's not that bad. I, that's it's the, just basically it's a day. It's, it's shorter than the extended cut of um, Lord of the Rings. Right. Yeah. But, so. I guess it would come down to the only reason I'm even considering going with Lord of the Rings is my friends knowing that I chose a hundred thousand dollars instead of just sharing it with them, you know? Yeah. Wait, what? Sorry. I was setting a timer. No, no, no. I'm saying the only reason I'm having a hard time with this choice is because you said that my friends would have to know the choice so they would know that I chose $100,000 as opposed to sharing the 25k with them. Does that make sense? Yeah, they wouldn't know about your choice of Oh, movies. I thought you said they know. No, no, no. No, I meant Do they like, know about the money or they only know they about They have the to movies? know about the money when they're watching The Lord of the Rings. So before I choose, do they know? Before they the money choose, do they know? So hold on. Uh, is this so when I so someone approaches me with the decision you proposed? I have to binge. I have to sit down and pull a Back to the Future marathon by myself for a hundred thousand dollars, or I have to binge watch. I have to sorry, not binge watch. I have to have a Lord of the Rings extended edition marathon, and then I choose three other friends to watch it with me. Yeah, and we each get twenty five thousand. Yes. So if someone approached me with that choice, would the three friends, would my friend group, I guess, know about that choice? So would they know that I chose the $100,000 option for myself as opposed to 25000 for each of us? No, they wouldn't, they wouldn't know. know. They wouldn't oh, well, know. Oh, the Back to the Future then. Because I would say you'd only I mean, have to tell them, you'd only have to tell them if you um chose lord of the rings okay so i don't have to tell them if i chose the choice that involves them basically yes. okay then i choose back to the future i'll take that <laughs> 100, i'll take that 100k thank you oh yeah okay i have something a boom a boom <laughs> go ahead parks or rec or the office i mean i know my favorite but okay i am going to have to choose parks and rec yeah, I feel like we're going to get some haters on that one, but I love The Office, but I don't love it as much as I love Parks and Rec. Okay, you want to you want to see the haters really come out the woodwork? I'll give you the other the other NBC sitcom opinion. Friends? No. I think Community's better than The Office. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Explain. I just said that. Okay, so when you're watching The Office, right? You have, what is it, nine seasons, I believe? It's nine seasons? Uh, I believe so. So you have to skip season one, right? Season one yeah, is not that good. Cringy, you know, or not. And then I believe Michael Scott leaves around seven. The of season seven, correct? Yes, because there's the so, whole thing about watching two through seven. Right, so you're watching two through seven. How many of those episodes do you remember? Basically. Off the top of my head, probably not well, a whole I would lot say, this might be a bad way of phrasing it. What I would say is, do you think that the show is consistently funny from season two all the way through season seven? Or are, those peri are there periods where it's weaker than other periods, basically. Oh, there's there's periods where they're weaker than weaker than others. I see where you're going with the um, community, right? So because community season four, yeah, season four is the gas leak year. Season four is the worst season. Everybody acknowledges that, but the rest of the seasons are really pretty good. It's consistently really good, and we still haven't got the movie yet. You know, six seasons and a movie. We haven't got the movie yet, so. Until we get the movie, you know, kind of hard to nail it down. But I, in my opinion, it's not objective. It's not objectively better. But in my opinion, I think it's better than The Office because there are fewer weak spots for me. And 
the thing that pushes the office, I mean, not the office, Parks and Rec above that for me, is because A, it again has fewer, weaker episodes in my opinion. And I think the character arcs are much better than in the office. They have more develop character development. Right. So in the office, Jim starts being a snarky, goof off, yeah. lazy person, right? He really, yeah. really sticks around to make fun of Dwight, right? Yeah. By the end of the show, he's just a jerk. The only, the only by the end of the show, the only thing that's changed is he's married to Pam. That's really the only difference. Yeah, you're right. Well, and a lot of the yeah, other characters right. are similar to that, and in where their characters really don't change all that much. Wow. It's, now that I, I mean, think about it, Dwight, wow, yeah. Dwight honestly is the one that probably changes the most. But even then, I mean, this core character is still there. I mean, you can't get rid of a character's whole personality because that kind of defeats the point of them having the show. If the character just completely changes to a completely different character, that doesn't make sense. But in Parks and Rec, I feel like more of the characters have a more complete story arc, especially when you include the... Um, final season and the finale where they show where they all are uh, a couple years on. So for example, at the beginning, Ron is super uptight. Remember he's really closed mm -hmm. off. He hates everyone. He doesn't yeah. want to be there. He just wants to show up and then leave and get his paycheck basically. Right. Like me. And, right. And by the end of the show, he's opened up. You understand him. He has a family who he loves very much, and he's way more friendly with his coworkers and sort of that whole deal. Yeah. And then you get the whole thing with. Um... Now, now all the characters have left my head. I can't think of any of their names. Describe um, it, and I could probably help you. Tom Haverford. Okay. So at the beginning, he's kind of. I guess weaselly, kind of um, connivally. Yeah, and then by the end of the show, he's built a business, it's destroyed, built another one, and then it doesn't work out. But he kind of grows into a character to where he's more responsible. He understands what he's doing. He grows out of a lot of the childness, childishness he exhibits kind of towards the beginning of the show. With um, his friend uh, John Ralphio. Oh, oh! Tommy, Tommy, T. Um, yeah. So, especially the whole arc with Entertainment Seven Twenty, I think is a big part of that too. So, I mean, in my opinion, I just enjoy the characters more. I think a lot of the Office characters are kind of just jerks, and I mean, it works for the style of sitcom they're going for. But if well, I'm just going to sit down and then try and enjoy a show, I'd much rather watch the Parks and Rec people over the people in the office. What bothers me is I'll have people like hardcore office truthers. Like they hate Parks and Rec because it's just a copy off of the office. But people often I mean, forget it's basically created by the same guy, but put in the public's like a. Public in a different setting. The, the private sector. Yeah, and early on, I think the first season or two of Parks and Rec, it was a lot more like The Office than the later seasons. Yeah, because you kind of see, like, in the first few seasons, it looks like a documentary interview, and then you kind of transition. You never really notice it, because they kind of keep the interview. Yeah. But it's not really a focused, like, documentary kind of style. Yeah. I agree. Right. Do you have anything to bring to the table? Yes. I have another historical question for you. Time for me to crash and burn. Okay. So, well, it's not really a historic. It's not really a historical thing. It's more of a, just a modern day thing with historical connotations. But okay. there is only one currently active United States Navy ship to have sunk an enemy ship in combat. 
What is that ship? Wait, repeat the question. So, currently in the United States Navy, there is only one active ship to have sunk an enemy ship in combat. Which ship is it? Do you know? Bonus points if you can tell me the conflict that happened in. Like recently? Uh, n- I mean, no, not really. To sink another ship. Correct. There's only one currently serving U.S. Navy ship to have sunk an enemy ship in combat. And when was it, or what war was it? What ship is it? Oh, what bonus ship? points. Sorry. Yeah, what ship is it? And bonus points if you could tell me what conflict oh. it was. Yeah. I don't know. Five. I really don't know, Colin. You don't know? I'm not that big of a history buff. Well, I can tell you that it's the USS Constitution. Yeah, I I wouldn't have known that. It sunk three British ships during the War of 1812. Oh, okay. So I don't feel that stupid. (laughs) I mean, the whole thing about it is... You think of the Navy and you think naval combat, but then you realize that none of the active Navy ships have really participated in all that much naval combat. It's been a lot of sea to land support, especially with um, uh, aircraft carriers and stuff. Yep. The last really ship to ship combat that was really widespread would have been World War II. And all those ships have since been retired. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw. Okay, so I want to say I saw something really cool today that not a whole lot of people might find cool, but I saw a really clean deuce and half at work. Now, Explain I mean, what that is. It's basically a Vietnam era. Big truck. I, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, I think the best way to explain it is if you ever seen a movie set, in, set Vietnam. in Vietnam, or they have flashbacks to Vietnam when you see the big, almost eighteen wheeler ish looking things truck, but with the uh, uh, they got like a tinted side, open yeah. back, right? It has like the cloth cover over the back. That's what those are. They're they were very common in Vietnam, and. I mean, imagine it was probably prevalent in Korea as well, unless... That's also. that era. But well, I, just, I mean, Korea was in the 50s, and the and Vietnam didn't start till the late 60s, so... But if it ain't broke, why, why try to fix it? Exactly. The same thing with the uh, Browning M2 machine gun. Don't it forget the M1 was, Grand. I mean, the Browning M2 machine gun was designed, I believe, in 1917 for use by the U.S. Army during World War One, It entered service in, I believe, 1918, and it is still currently in service with wow. minimal changes. Yeah. So that one, ty- well, that one model gun has been in service for over 100 years. That's impressive. I'm just going to say. I mean... Yeah. I mean, if speaking of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's probably one of the most widely used uh, firearms, machine guns at least, in history. And a fun fact about it is it fires the bullet at such a high velocity. It's also really good at sniping because the velocity is so high. You can get a really straight shot up of it if it's a single shot. Hmm. For the for a long time, the longest confirmed sniper kill was with an M2 machine gun. In Vietnam, there was a sniper who had modified his to have like a scope and a single action trigger. I think I read about that one time. Yeah, and sure. I think he killed the uh, uh, killed the enemy combatant. I think just over a mile away. Wow, around about there. And I don't think that was beaten until, I believe, 2002, 2003 by a Canadian sniper over in Afghanistan, I think. Yeah. Or somewhere over in the Middle East. I wouldn't have the patience to be a sniper. I mean, I just can't (laughs) sit still that long. Yeah, that reminds me of another uh, sniper story from Vietnam. There was a sniper 
who to get at a who high profile target. I believe it was a Viet Cong commander. He crawled to the outskirts of their encamp over the course of two days because he would just make a tiny movement and stop so that no one would spot him. And then at the end of the second day, he took a shot. And then it took him three more days to get out because everyone was looking for him, obviously, because yeah. the sniper can't be that far away. But he managed to get away just because he was so patient and so still. Oh my goodness. So, yeah, one shot and one kill took one sniper just under a week to complete. And he lived to tell the tale, so he was yeah. good at his job. Yeah. That's the most important thing. If you live to tell the story, you did something right in some cases. Uh, and one more. one more. What's your yeah, favorite have room Marvel for, hey, movie? Hold on. Oh, come on. You're just going to talk over me? I want to bring up the best sniper in history. Or did in I my opinion. Oh, sorry. Did I talk over you? Sorry. Yes, you did. I didn't hear you on my in my earphones. Sorry. So. Have you ever heard of Simo Haya? No, I have not. So he was a Finnish sniper, uh, active mostly during the Russo-Finnish War, also known as the Winter War, uh, when it was when Soviet Union invaded Finland. And it is rumored that Haya is. Well, hold on. I'm reading in here. Hyatt has is believed to have killed over 500 men during the Winter War, the highest number of sniper kills in any major war. I believe, well, over th- yeah, uh, over 300 were confirmed, and f- most of these shots were without a scope. He used iron sights because they were in a winter environment most of the time. So the sun would glint off of a sniper scope and would give away his position. That's how he got a lot of his kills, killing enemy snipers, because they would be using scopes and he could see the glint off their scopes and would be able to pinpoint their position and kill them. And he would lay down in the snow and he would put ice in his mouth so that his hot breath wouldn't create a fog that wouldn't give away his position. Sniper Clint, so, Call of Duty, Warfare, Warzone. Yeah, he was the ultimate sniper. Because he had grown up in the countryside of Finland, just skiing and shooting large games. So he knew what he was doing. So when the Russians came a-knocking, he was like, I ain't having none of this. And what were you going to say uh, after you started talking over me? Sorry, you're cutting in and out. Uh, that's why I'm getting Am confused. I? Yeah, for me. I mean, I don't know. If... Sorry. Okay. We'll have to see when we look over the recording. If this comes over badly on the podcast, we are sorry. I don't know what's going on. I am not the technical person. Um, What is your favorite Marvel movie? Ooh, good question. I think I'll have to go with Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Ah, good boy. That's my favorite. Really? That's my go-to. I know a lot of people really like Civil War. But I kind of prefer the Winter Soldier just because of the kind of Cold War spy espionage aspect of it. I like those kind of movies. And... That's just kind of right up my alley. How hyped are you for the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier? I'm pretty hyped. I, I'm, I'm ready. Hyped. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm I mean, Spoil- uh, uh, we probably should put out a spoiler alert now before we continue. If you have not seen the trailer, pause and go watch it. Right. Three. The rolling warning. Three, two, one. One. All right. Baron Zemo. <laughs> Yeah, I know. He's got the mask and everything. 
it looks like the fact that it's not going to be the whole fact that if glued to his face, like you know, it's you'll be able to pull it on and off. Right. Yeah. 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 But I'm glad they didn't just you know leave him at the end of Civil War, and just never gave a thought to him. Like I'm glad they are bringing him back. Yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff in the comics they could use with him that I'm really excited for. And given what they're doing with WandaVision right now, I think it's going to be really good. Yeah, WandaVision I, I, is fantastic. I have a feeling they're going to tie all these like shows into the movie. That I mean, movies. They're going to have to. That Yeah, I, I know they have to. But it kind of like... It just like you have to say have a Disney Plus subscription to just figure this out because you may not have the context of what's I mean, going yeah. on. I mean, yeah, that's their business model. Keep them hooked. Oh, do you prefer watching your TV shows Netflix style so when they release a new season, they release the whole season? Or you okay. prefer Disney Plus style where it's a new episode each week? I prefer a new episode each week. Same. Because if I watch, if I see a new season, I'm going to sit down and binge watch it. Right, yeah. And then it's not out for another year. It's like... Yeah. And then you get the whole week leading up to it where you can go on the internet and like figure out all sorts of theories and Easter eggs. So it's really a week-long thing instead of just binge watching it and then everyone talks about it for a while and then it just kind of goes away. Whereas if it's released once a week, then you get, you know, two or three months worth of that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. I mean, mean, and also another thing with that is because of how they're lining up the release dates. WandaVision is going to end. We get a two week break and then we get Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And then when that ends, I believe there's a three week break and then we get the Loki series. So it's just coming one after the other after the other. And by that point, I it'll probably be time for Mandalorian. If not before, yeah. I mean, I yeah, I just I'm glad I'm getting into this stuff. Like or I mean, I guess I've kind of been into it, but I mean not the whole read the comics and because I just have you for that. I mean, yeah, I have one. I had a, I have a version of the Marvel Encyclopedia, that big coffee table book. That's yeah, like in my room right now. Long, and I've read through that thing twice. So, whenever the MCU started, I was recognizing all the characters. So, whenever there was a thing that mentioned, like, and I believe it was in Age of Ultron, they mentioned Wakanda, and I freaked out because I know that meant we were getting Black Panther and things like that. You know. Yeah, it's not so much that it confuses people that have never read the comics, but there's enough in there to give the comic book people something to latch on to. Okay, spoiler alert for WandaVision. I mean, this is probably two week old episode of the show, but I mean, let's call it call it. Sorry, but you're good. Stop talking over me, dude. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) So. All right, so we're going to have a spoiler alert. We're going to talk about it for about two or three minutes. So we'll call it three minutes. So if you don't want spoilers for WandaVision, skip ahead three minutes in three, two, one. Quicksilver is back! Yeah, okay. Your reaction was absolutely hilarious. I'm sorry. I I was screaming. Like, I was hoarse after that. You, I, I saw out. you jumped, literally jumped in your seat. It was frozen. And you, I love that reaction. It was, yeah. it was almost priceless. Because I was kind of thinking they might bring him back, but I was expecting uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, the one that was in the MCU movies, and not Evan Peters, the one from the Fox version of the X-Men. And after the uh, latest episode... I'm interested to see where they go with it because it kind of seems like he has some memories that Wanda doesn't have because he mentions the Halloween where they had typhus and she doesn't seem to really remember it. 
But then he also mentions getting shot in this, getting shot and killed in Sokovia during Age of Ultron. So we don't know what he knows and what he doesn't know. We don't know if he's just some guy that Wanda gave powers to and gave Pietro's memories to, or is he, you know, the Quicksilver from the other universe, universe, universe. (laughs) Universe. Or if there's just some option we're not thinking of. Like, I saw a theory of where he is Mephisto. And that's how he's continuing to control Wanda because of how Vision's starting to break free of his control. Yeah. Hold on, are we timing the minutes? Yeah, I'm timing it right now. Okay, cool. About, probably about another minute. Okay, left. so I, I've seen a theory that to where... That's how Mephisto is continuing to control Wanda. Yeah. Uh, that vision's starting to break free and things are starting to unravel a little bit. So, yeah. I'm interested to see where they take it. And now that she's expanding the hex and uh, Monica and Jimmy are just about the only people outside of the hex that know anything about what's going on inside. Except for the director guy, but Whoever that may be. Right. I feel like we're about to be in a in the show. We yeah. almost got 30 seconds. That both Sword, the head of Sword and um Wanda, sorry, are probably gonna be the both the bad guys. Not lack of a better term, bad guy, not you know. Yeah, the maybe bad guy. we'll see. We'll see. Okay, so we'll go ahead and stop talking about that. It's nearly been a three minutes. Okay, so if you just tune back in, we're spoiler-free now. Okay, so... Yay, spoiler-free! Woo! Okay, so... Do you have anything to bring to the... Discussion? Discussion? You weren't prepared, were you? No, I was not. (laughs) So... You remember Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, right? Oh, yes! Saturday morning TV! Yeah, yeah, because we did not have cable. <laughs> Old school. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, could you guess what Dylan Sprouse, the guy who played Zach, what he's doing right now? What he's what doing he... right now. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is he cosplaying as some kind of anime character? No. Why would that be a thing? It's like his job now, what he does for a living. Uh, writer and director. No. Oh, wait. Oh, I remember this. You told me. He was like a bar owner or something. Not like, quite. He's like... Could he, runs a, he, he runs a meadery. A meadery. A meadery, yes. Like you know, mead, as in mead. Ale, alcohol, yeah. I oh, get no, it. No, mead is different. Mead is its own thing. It's uh, honey-based alcohol. It's... Oh. Uh, done by fermenting uh, honey with hops and sugars and that sort of deal. I believe also it's the oldest alcohol that's been made consistently. I think it's the first one we have record of humans figuring out how to do. So it's really interesting. I watched a couple of videos on the process of it. It's really interesting. I didn't even know who's the thing. Uh, who remembers the Emperor's new school? Oh, I remember. I remember for a long oh, time. Baby. I couldn't. I couldn't even remember the name of it. And then, thanks to that one thing, they ruined Ride of the Valkyries. Cusco allegiance. Cusco allegiance. Cusco allegiance. Day is today. Now we just got that stuck in so many people's heads. I. Uh, I mean, did anyone else watch the Emperor's new school? I mean. I don't know. I don't Probably know. not. Maybe somebody did. So I have a question. What's your question? Who do you think had the dumber bone break? Me or you? Oh, which one of your bone breaks? Either one. I could tell both stories. How how hear about this? I can tell my bone break stories and you can tell yours, and people can decide whichever one is dumber me or you okay uh you, you, you we go ahead tell yours. Out, 
Oh, we got 10 minutes. Okay, I'll go ahead and start. Ten, we, it doesn't have to be a hard out, so we can go however long we want to. It's just you want uh, okay. to get at least 45 minutes. Yeah. Uh, okay. So <sighs> I was about, what, six at the time. Yeah, you were six or so, seven, I think. Six yeah. or seven. I saw a brother and his friends from the neighborhood. They, they were probably about three, four years older than me. They were jumping off our, I mean, it's not really a tree house because it wasn't that high off the ground. It was, what, six feet off the ground. So yeah. I see them jumping off the top so- top of the slide where it's connected to the treehouse. Mm-hmm. And I'm like playing with my imagination and whatnot. And I'm like, okay, this is my like secret escape or something. I don't know. I was weird. I uh, jumped. We were just playing. I, I was, I climbed to the middle of the slide. I don't now know. You were at the top of the slide, weren't you? No, I, I thought I was in the middle. You might have been. I, hmm. I stood on it. And from what you've told me and stuff, because I didn't really remember, because there was like a blank space between that and when I was sitting on the ground. Mm-hmm. I just, I remember you getting up and running. So what I did, I think I did was I put one arm out to stop my fall instinctively. Well, why were you falling? Did you trip? No, I jumped. I thought you jumped and you tripped on the side. That's why you weren't landing on your feet. You were landing... This More happened horizontally like 11 to 12 years ago, so I don't exactly remember what happened. Okay. I mean, I'll take your word for it. You're the one that did it, not me. I was just but watching. Let's just say I remember you running. Okay. But, yeah, and then my arm was shaped like an S. I pretty much broke it in two spots. Yeah, fractured. I remember. It was, it was really close to being a compound fracture. It was really bad. And, and I remember... Uh, Mom told us that there were people in the hospital calling other people over to look at it because it was so bad. Doctors were like, yeah. hey, come look at this. This kid was stupid. Okay. <laughs> it was less that it was stupid and more that it was such a severe break. Yeah, I remember the room was really packed. Like, when I would come in and out of it, I remember just one. It was like a room full of people. Hmm. I mean, it wasn't a big room to begin with. It was like... Probably a bunch of them were nurses, and okay, it's your turn. I I got to my point. <laughs> okay, so the first bone that I ever broke, I really didn't even break it. Someone else broke it. It was, I believe, it was my freshman year of high school, and I was playing football. I believe it was, I think it was about halfway through the season maybe three quarters, somewhere around there. We had played a couple of games already, so we were well into the season. And I was on the kickoff return team. And kind of how kickoff return is, is whenever you see the other guy kick a ball, you kind of got to turn and run back. Was that mom? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> oh, Okay, so kind of how it is. You turn and run back a little bit until you see the other guy catch the ball, then you turn and kind of provide blocking for him. Mm-hmm. So I turned and kind of ran back, ran back and saw our uh, kick returner catch it. So I turned and started running the other way. And then I saw this six foot five, 300 pound dude just sprinting at me. So I'm like, okay, I got to get ready back. So I, I run and then I kind of tuck in a little bit, you know, how you get ready to block. Yeah. And then he just decletes me. He knocks me off my feet, like back two or three yards, and I land on my shoulder, right on I my heard, arm. I heard, and I, I broke it. I think just a couple of inches below the shoulder. I mean, and I wasn't there, and I heard stories of that. Like, like I heard, yeah, I was a secondhand account from a cheerleader that you were basically ragdolled into the air by this yeah, guy. Yeah, I was thoroughly embarrassed, and initially, I really didn't even realize. That was all that was wrong. I could still move the arm a little bit. It just really hurt. Um, so then the ref I, I, take you out of that game. Right. So I had my hand arm basically stuck by my side and I was like jogging slowly to the huddle. And the ref basically told me, dude, you need to go get that checked out. So I ran to the side and coach was like, what the heck are you doing? You need to be over there. I'm like, I'm the ref told me to come over. So. They came over, uh, they sat me down and started looking at it. And after I sat down and the adrenaline wore off for a minute there, that's when it really started to hurt. 
But initially, we didn't think it was all that bad because I could still move my fingers. I could move my arm a little bit. So we thought it was just a really bad uh, stinger, which is kind of when your shoulder gets jarred really bad and it pinches some nerves. So this was an away game. In, I think my uh, screen's freezing. It might be. I don't know. I'm not looking at it. We were, we were playing an away game at a small little school in um, in Mississippi. It was an hour and a half away from home. So I sat through the rest of the game on the sideline. I managed to get my shoulder pads off with some help. I go sit in the car, ride the hour and a half back, get to the hospital just as a precaution because we want to make sure that nothing was really bad. I get to the back. They take the x-ray. And that's when they're like, oh, yeah, your arm's broken. We should probably give you some painkillers. Let's just say, I'm going to tell the listeners, Colin has a high pain tolerance. I mean, I wouldn't call it that high. Well, it was high enough to when mom, her asking you, not asking you asking her how far you were away from the hospital, <laughs> it was bad. I mean, it hurt a lot, but, you know, I didn't know it was broken because I'd never broken a bone before. I didn't know what it was supposed to feel like. And you also go into shock, so, I mean. Right. But I, think I don't really second, remember pain. Yeah. But... My, my second break was definitely worse pain-wise for me and convenience-wise, really, because the first one, all I had to do oh, was I remember that day. So this was in college, I believe – this was my sophomore year in college. I yeah. Believe. It was in January, February-ish. And I was at church and we were doing we were practicing for kind of a fundraiser thing where we did a little song and dance thing for a fundraiser. And for one of the songs, you I'll get there. I'll get there. <laughs> uh it was to Eye of the Tiger from Rocky. So we were kind of doing a boxing thing where we we're training and then eventually would have a match and hooray, you know, it's, it's a whole, whole, whole deal. So at one point we had to jog down the steps to the stage and then jog around the, the sanctuary, which isn't big. So we jog around the sanctuary, we come back up. And during one of the practices, I was jogging down. I, one foot kind of caught. It was really close. So then I overreached with my left foot. It missed the step. It landed on the step below it. I felt it slip. And then I felt it pop. And next thing I knew, I was a good 10 feet like into the into the sanctuary from the stairs. Just trying desperately got to unleash a string of curse words. Because, oh, you know, goodness. I'm in a church, so... Yeah. Um, I heard this secondhand from some friends who were there later. They could hear the my ankle break. It wasn't just me. It wasn't just something I heard oh, in, my, yeah. in my brain. It was an audible pop. And I definitely knew that I broke it at that point. It wasn't... I knew it wasn't just, you know... A I remember bad like twisting ankles. So they had to uh, call they had to call a ambulance and then they had to take me to Monroe because that was the closest emergency room because they that's didn't a really good have one. They didn't 30, really have 45 one. minutes. Yeah. I mean it was a it was an ambulance, so it was only really about 30 minutes because they didn't really have the facilities there. I mean, I think they have like kind of a uh, small emergency room, but at that point they basically know it was broken, so they were gonna take me to the hospital. And by the time I got there, my ankle was swollen to about twice its usual size, at least. And it was black and blue. Mm. And it was bad. Um, uh, looking at the x-rays later, I had broken. the. So, you know how the two legs, not two legs, the two bones in your leg, your lower leg attached to your ankle? Yeah. So the bone on the outside, the tip of it, broke off. Basically, oh. so about a week after that, after the swelling had gone down just a little bit, I had to have surgery to have a plate screwed on to reattach it. So for a good two two months, 
I was just crutching around in a boot. And it was miserable. It was in the middle of winter. I was freezing cold. Uh, for the first month or so, I couldn't drive myself. Well, I mean, it might have been only a month, but I couldn't drive anywhere because I was on pain medication. Yeah. So I weaned myself off of that stuff as fast as possible. Also because I didn't want to risk maybe getting um, addicted addiction. to it. Yeah. I mean, it, I didn't remember... it didn't affect me all that much, but still I didn't want to chance it. I remember watching... This is sad to say. I watched Chicken Little that morning. And one little slip. Okay, so I don't remember if you texted me or called me. I remember I remember hearing somehow, maybe it was mom or dad. They contacted me and said, or someone said to me in our family, that you think you have broken your foot. I don't remember who it was, but I was like, okay, this is not good. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, that one was different because, you know, I was in college, so I kind of had to do a lot of that stuff on my own. Thankfully, there were, there were a lot of people there, so they kind of got control of the situation. But yeah, still. It also helps that you were surrounded by good uh, people. and Yeah, what I just said. Basically, yeah. thank you for repeating yeah, my point for me. I appreciate it. I do that very well. Yeah. Huh. Well, I mean, it's getting to about that time. Is there anything you want to do or say to close out? Um, I would just like to say that if you've made it this far into the second episode, congratulations. <laughs> We do not have an award for you. It's your choice to spend your time like this, and we don't understand why, but we appreciate it. I mean, we are blown away about... I mean, we only have, what, 12 followers on Instagram, but we got double that in listenership, so I'm, I'm amazed by that. I thought we I weren't going to... We weren't going to mention this, since it makes us sound, I didn't say, I didn't say how many. Ridiculous. I did not say how many. You said we had 12 followers, and then you said we had double that. I did you, not you, say you the number. how many. I didn't say You exactly. said double of 12. You said double of 12. That's a number. It's over that. Okay, sorry. See, now you're still being pretentious. I don't understand what you're doing here. I could probably cut this out. No, no. We're leaving this in. Oh, come on. So, back to what I was getting at. If for some reason you enjoy this, you know, and if you know someone else who might enjoy it recommend it i guess i mean i don't know why you or enjoy don't. this i can't tell but... i or don't i can't tell you what to do but you know yeah well well on that note i think i finished the podcast like that this last week yeah i did <laughs> you did well, it's time to end thank you so much for listening and let's just say we won't see you again next but we will see. Let's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope people are laughing at that because I just failed. We won't see you next week. We enjoy having you as our guest at the diner. So long and farewell. And may you come back next week.